Hello there, and welcome to episode number 474 of Smart Podcast Trashy Books. I'm Sarah Wendell, and Amanda and I are back with one last round of questions. This week, we're talking about day trips, all the places where it is imperative that we eat french fries. We've got fluffy contemporary romance wrecks, and we're going to talk about tabletop games we love. We also love hearing from you. If you have answers to these questions, you can email me at sbjpodcast at gmail.com, or you can leave a message at 201-371-3272. Tell me a message, leave me a joke, whatever. I love hearing from you. Thank you to our Patreon community, who not only provide questions for these episodes, but also keep the show going and make sure every episode is accessible to everyone because every episode gets a transcript. Hi, Garlic Knitter. Thank you for the transcript. I have a compliment this week to April. Your kindness and thoughtfulness have inspired a line of scented candles paired with fuzzy socks, and they are so perfect, they sold out in two seconds. If you would like a compliment, or you'd like to have a look at the Patreon community, go to patreon.com slash smartbitches. This episode is brought to you by Fast Growing Trees. Here in the Northern Hemisphere, it is fall, and it is the perfect time to plant trees and shrubs. And you can skip the crowds in the parking lots at the big box store and head to fastgrowingtrees.com, the world's largest online nursery. No more waiting in lines, no more messy cars, no more digging through a lackluster selection. Just go to fastgrowingtrees.com and choose from thousands of varieties of trees, shrubs, and plants expertly curated to thrive in your area and delivered to your door in one to two days. Whether you're looking for shade, privacy, fruit trees, or just added color for your yard, every plant is shipped with a well-developed root system ready to explode with growth come spring. Unlike Madonna, I love hydrangeas. I adore them. And fast-growing trees had a gorgeous selection, including a variety I hadn't seen available in so long. Each flower looks like a wedding bouquet. I love it. The shipping was so fast and the plants were wow healthy and they are thriving and so happy in their new home. Join over 1 million satisfied gardeners at fastgrowingtrees.com. Plus the 30 day alive and thrive guarantee means your plants will arrive happy, healthy and ready for planting. Now through November 30th, go to fastgrowingtrees.com Sarah for 15% off. That's 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com Sarah fastgrowingtrees.com slash Sarah. This podcast is brought to you in part by Rothy's. It's 2021 and nobody has time for uncomfortable shoes. And that's where Rothy's come in. Their fan favorite styles are sustainably made with materials like plastic water bottles. They're available in tons of shapes, styles, and colors, and you can always find the right one for you. I am currently coveting the driving moccasin. And as I may have mentioned before, they are washable. They are comfortable, they are stylish, and fully machine washable. It is my favorite thing about them. They're lightweight, they're easy to travel with. If they get dirty, I chuck them in the washing machine and they come out looking perfect. I wear them and I look dressed up and I'm comfortable and if they get dirty, hello washing machine. Head into fall with best sellers like their flats, loafers, and sneakers. They've got spacious, washable handbags, perfect for carrying everything you need. And they've just launched a men's line with the same comfort and attention to detail created with nearly zero waste. I love something that is high in comfort and style and extremely low maintenance to take care of. And this would be why I own about six pair of Rothy's. Keep it fresh this summer heading into fall with washable shoes and bags from Rothy's. Head to rothys.com slash Sarah to find your new washable favorites today. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash Sarah. 
This podcast is brought to you by Ritual, a vegan-friendly multivitamin delivered to your door that's formulated with high-quality nutrients in bioavailable forms your body can actually use. I like knowing what's in my vitamins, and I like knowing what is not in my vitamins. Ritual doesn't contain sugars, GMOs, major allergens, synthetic fillers, or artificial colorants. Ritual is committed to third-party testing from USP and the Non-GMO Project, traceable and vegan-friendly ingredients, and always clear communication. No shady stuff. I also like knowing the supply chain of each ingredient, which is not something I had thought about, and I like how some of the ingredients were developed to be vegan-friendly. My multivitamins are delivered to my door every month with free shipping, always. You can start, snooze, or cancel your subscription at any time. And if you don't love Ritual within your first month, they'll refund your first order. Now available for women, men, and teens, Ritual multivitamins are scientifically developed to help support different life stages. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus Multivitamin was formulated by exhaustive research to help fill nutrient gaps in the diets of women 18 and over. Right now, Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off your first three months. Visit ritual.com slash Sarah and turn healthy habits into a ritual. That's 10% off at ritual.com slash Sarah. This podcast is brought to you in part by Pros. Now, most of you have heard me talking about learning to take better care of my hair in the quarantines, and you may have heard me talking about Pros, the world's most personalized hair care. First, there's a quiz, an in-depth hair quiz, which helped me get started. Pros has given over 1 million consultations, and my results created a custom blend that has made my hair softer, my surprising amount of curls more defined, and because I get to choose my own scent, it smells incredible too. Pros also has a review and refine feature that lets me tweak the formula for any reason, like change of hair color, change of location, alas, it is still humid where I am, or change in diet. Pros is also a carbon neutral certified B Corp. All their ingredients are sustainably sourced, ethically gathered, and cruelty-free. And if you're not 100% positive that Pros is the best hair care you've ever had, they will take the products back, no questions asked. Pros is the healthy hair regimen with your name all over it. Take your free in-depth hair consultation and get 15% off your first order today. Go to pros.com slash trashybooks, that's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash trashybooks for your free in-depth hair consultation and 15% off. Coming up at the end of the show, as always, I have an absolutely dreadful joke and an email from one of you. I have a new mailbag feature in the outro where I hear from you and you are all excellent. But for now, let's start talking about day trips and French fries. On with my podcast with me and Amanda and all of you. This question is from Tara C. I love this question. What are your favorite day trips, excursions, and adventures? My favorite day trip so far is spending an October day in Salem, then up the coast to Hammond Castle in Gloucester in the evening. They have the most- You got it right, by the way. You said Gloucester right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know where Gloucester is. (laughs) They have the most amazing haunted castle set up. A few years ago, I took my mother up there and she used me as a human shield and screamed the whole way through. It was awesome. Five stars. Highly recommend. I love this question because day trips became so important because we didn't want to go anywhere, stay anywhere. And like we we drove 10 hours in one day to pick up the kids, even though if there had not been bus service, we probably would have just booked a hotel, driven up, gone to get them and then driven home the next day. I was like, I don't want to book a hotel. I don't want to stop. I don't want to be around other people. Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> I barely like going into rest stops outside of our county because we still have a mask mandate here. It was reinstated. 
Yeah, have, Boston just reinstated theirs. We have our mask mandate, but surrounding areas do not. So the minute we were outside of our county, I was like, oh, I can see your face. That's gross. <laughs> Ew, I see yeah. your face. No, thank you. So my favorite day trips here in Maryland, we go to a state park on the bay. So the beach is a weird. It is Sandy Point State Park. The sand is a weird sort of orange. It's like, I call it carrot cake beach because it looks like <laughs> carrot cake. Uh, it's weirdly orange. I don't believe that it is entirely natural, but it's on the bay. So if you cross over into the uh, eastern side of Maryland, you have to go over one bridge. And on Fridays and Mondays and Saturdays and Sundays, it's just awful because that's where all the beach traffic is. Anyone who goes lives anywhere with beach traffic knows what the beach traffic is like and how you will do anything to avoid it. So we don't, like, I've never been to the eastern shore beaches because I don't want to sit in traffic. But if we go to the state park, it's on the western shore, uh, on the bay. It's got a little bit of a jellyfish problem, but they're not horrible jellyfish. They're not no. like jellyfish that want to kill jellyfish you. Problem. They'll just, they'll just sting and it'll itch. And then you're fine in half an hour. They don't, I would them. love like a cross this cross stitch of just like got a little bit of a jellyfish problem. <laughs> I can make that happen. <laughs> but we went to the beach three Fridays in a row. We would take the dogs out for their morning walks. It's too hot. And we would pack lunch and Adam worked from the beach. Like he has one of those computers that you can fold over itself into a tablet. Oh my God. So he logged into work from the beach. We sat there, we read, we had lunch, we ate French fries because you can't not have French fries on the beach. It is the law. You must no, have the fries, fries on the beach. And for some reason, being around salt air just scours out all my stress. I just feel so relaxed. And then after you've been in or near salt water and you come home and you take a shower and you can just feel the salt like coming off you like just you're coming sh- off of you. Like you're shedding a carapace of salt. That is also part of the cathartic experience. So my favorite day trip right now is to go to Sandy Point because it's not super trafficy. We avoid a lot of the beach traffic. We go in the morning, we leave by like 2, 2 30 before the bugs start getting bad after three. We beat all the traffic home. And you know, coming in and out of DC, there's the other traffic you have to worry about. It is. It was the perfect day trip for us this summer. We loved it. We used to go to Connecticut all the time when we lived in New Jersey and my in-laws lived in Connecticut and we would always go to a shore park or a beach and we would walk on the beach or take the kids to a playground near a beach. Anytime there's a day trip, I just associated with, okay, what beach are we going to? What are we doing? <laughs> and I like places that aren't super crowded, which is hard in the summer when you're talking about beaches. What oh about God, you? Yeah. What are your favorite day trips, excursions, <laughs> and adventures? <laughs> Funny that uh, Tara mentioned Hammond Castle because I've been to Hammond Castle. Is it really um, good? Have you, have you is, used someone as a human shield? No, I didn't find it that creepy, but it is very, like, the passageways are very tight. Um, and it's very, like, dark um, inside. They have, like, some rooms, like, set up and staged and, and stuff. But, like, the the back, like, courtyard area, like, overlooking, like, cliffs and ocean is really beautiful. I don't know if I've made any like day trips recently because I don't have a car, but what we used to like to do is we would go find a place for like a little hike or a walk, like a new like state park that we haven't been to and just kind of like get out. And then afterwards we would find like a really cool brewery or brew pub nearby. And then we would like visit a brewery and try some new beers. Um, I need French fries. I need French fries. Yeah. Usually some kind of food was included. Obvs. Yeah. Cause we were hungry 
Um, and both Eric and I get very hangry, but I don't think I've been done any like new excursions right now. Like personally for myself, I live like a 15 minute walk away from a movie theater. So right now I've been going to like movies in the middle of the day where like no one's there. Um, get into some air conditioning by myself, like by myself, like an icy and maybe a thing of salty, buttery popcorn and some fries. And some fries. I like <laughs> <laughs> they do serve fries at the movie theater now. Um, I'm gonna have to title uh, this episode French fries and some fries and some fries. Um, at like 11:30, and I just hang out, watch my movie. I saw what did I see in theaters? I went and saw Jungle Cruise. I think I'm gonna do that next with the new Marvel movie coming out, Shang Chi. Yep. Um, and just go by myself. I really, I've been really enjoying going to the movies by myself in the middle of the day. I love doing that. It, it's like yeah. a total break. I remember before the pandemic going to see the Charlie's Angels movies by myself. That's right. We talked about those. Yeah. We, I think it was 11 o'clock at 10 or 1030 or 11 o'clock on a Wednesday. There was like two whole people in the theater. It's awesome. Get myself some lunch, sneak in some candy that I don't, can't buy at the theater. It's perfect. And when you, yeah. when you don't want to be around other people, going in the middle of the day is a great opportunity. Yeah. And there's AC. And there's AC. Unlike my apartment. (laughs) All right. This next question is from Christina. I'm going back to school this fall, changing my work life completely around in a new field. If you were to do anything other than SBTB, what would that be? I would also like book recs for light and fluffy books with very low stakes, preferably contemporary. My brain tells me that it wants to relax, so I can't read books with gaslighting, angst, and stressful situations at the moment. Right now I'm reading The Wedding Date and it is the perfect amount of tension for me. Okay, first of all, you have so got this. Congratulations, going back to school. Awesome. You're gonna kick ass. You're gonna do great. We are so cheering you on. As far as changing my work life, if I were to do anything other than smart bitches, what would that be? I honestly don't know because this is literally my dream job. Like I made it up. Yeah, no, same. I made it up. I made up my job. It's pretty great. I love what I do. And like we were talking about um, with the whole like discussion of the business end of the site. Yeah. Being in charge can be very stressful. I have degrees in English and Spanish. I do not have any business training whatsoever. Everything I've learned, I've learned on the job because I had to figure it out. Uh, but I like being in charge. I like being the one who tells me what to do. And I like, I joke all the time, good news, you're in charge. Bad news, you're in charge. You're in charge. It's sometimes really scary and stressful, but I love what I do. I made up my job and I love how I manage my time and I figured out my work. The benefit of being married to somebody who works for the government now, as opposed to before when he worked for a law firm, is that he has a, a hard start and a hard end time. Like he works from X until Y. Literally, it's called his tour of duty. Like he has a tour of duty. So the X hour to Y hour. Living with someone who has that has helped me set more firm boundaries on when I do and don't work because I live where I work and I work where I live. So I could just work all the time as many people have discovered in the past year. And that is not healthy for my brain. So I have learned to improve what I do by setting limits on how often and how much I do it. And by making sure I have other things to do to occupy my time and my brain that aren't work related, like quilting and gardening and, you know, lying on the couch, playing on my phone and eating French fries. <laughs> that's an, that's a big part. French um, fries. French fries. 
I had fries last night. I might have them for dinner again tonight. Mm. So I, I don't know that I would do anything differently. I love what I do. In my brain, sometimes like I'll imagine like if I could redo like a career path over again. Well, I mean, and I had to choose something differently. I had to choose something differently. You had a full scholarship to study science, right? I mean, I imagine you think about what would it be like? Oh, if- I would never do that. <laughs> I would never do that ever again. Um, <laughs> never mind. Sorry, science. No, Amanda, for you. No, but like, I would love a job. Like, I, I've recently been on this kick of like, what if I majored in a language and I could like get a job in another country? And, you know, be a translator for whatever, like maybe that, but like, like I like being able to work from home. It's been a little different, you know, with everybody home. And sometimes I do miss like an office thing, like, you know, working in an office. But then I remember I can wake up whenever I want. (laughs) Um, I do envy you that because um, school starts next week. And we're going to have to get up even earlier than we do now because oh boy. high school starts at the ass crack of dawn. I can also take a nap at 2 p.m. Go to the movies in the middle of the day and it's okay. In the middle of the day. Like my schedule is so flexible and I really like that a lot. And, you know, I think maybe now some industries are changing with remote work, but it like, I can't think of anything else that would afford me this kind of flexibility in an industry that like I'm genuinely passionate about mm-hmm. and I like. So yeah, I don't know what else I would do. I, yeah, I did go to school originally for chemical engineering. I bounced pretty quickly after organic chem. Um, <laughs> can't imagine why. No, thank you. Yeah, I don't know. I would love something that has like more of a travel focus. Not that I can't travel now or anything like that. Well, well I mean, you can't travel yeah. now, but when you can't can travel, travel you can work <laughs> yeah. from anywhere. I can technically travel with this job, but maybe like a job that was more travel focused, I think I would like, but maybe not. Maybe I, that's maybe, a lie. And maybe I was we like, need a bookstore. Maybe we need like a global bookstore ambassador who goes to different bookstores around I would the world love that. and be like, let me help you build your romance section. I wouldn't mind. That'd be amazing. It would be amazing. Um, yeah. So I don't think. You don't have, have to say you wouldn't change your job just because you're talking to me, by the way. You could be like. I, I- wouldn't though. <laughs> I'm not. I'm like, I'm a terrible liar, first off. <laughs> but I wouldn't. And also, just as I made up my job, we kind of made up your job. Like every every year when we have our annual, you know, annual summary, I'm like, all right, well, what parts do you hate and not want to do anymore? Yeah, like that's one thing when I talk to people about this job, that is one thing I always mention is like during our end of the year review, I was like, Sarah always asks what I like, what I don't like. Yeah. And the things that I don't like, how can we tweak them so they're not as bad or how can we kind of shift them off your plate? And like, that's something wild to me. (laughs) It's because like, not that any of my previous jobs were that terrible except for one, but I've never had like, someone in charge of me or a supervisor or a boss check in with me about like what parts of this job are giving you problems or you're struggling with and how can we fix that? Like I've never had someone check in, you know, I, I think a Dude, lot I'm of I'm like people, halfway up your nose. How you doing? What's going on? <laughs> how are you? What's going on? <laughs> like, 
I think, you know, America, especially we're just, you know, expected to do our jobs and And shut up about it. Yeah. Yeah. Regardless of how it makes us feel, we're just supposed to do them. Yep. And so, wow, someone actually cares about how my work is affecting my personal life or my mental health. What is this? Well, I mean, if I'm going to make up a job and I'm going to make up a company and then I'm going to make up a position to have an employee, I'm going to make sure that whatever job you're doing, we make it as agreeable and, and low stress as possible. I mean, there's stressful parts, but I don't want you to be miserable. Why What's the point of making up a job if you're going to be miserable in it? I don't think I've ever been miserable except for when we did our movie matinee and I had to cobble together a 5,000 word discussion. Yeah. (laughs) And once you explained the problem, I was like, well, that's terrible. Let's not do that anymore. I was like, oh boy, this is. Yeah. I, like I said, I've never been to business school. I've never studied management, but I, I ask myself all the time. Are you dreading doing this? Why are you dreading doing this? Do you not want well, to do this? What is the friction I think it's here? because your experience as like, you know, an executive assistant. Oh, for sure. Yes. Because really my job was like to smooth helpful. the way for, for other people. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that's, that, that has a lot to do with it. It also helps me be organized for myself. Like I am a very good yeah. executive assistant for myself and my household. Christina, who's going back to school, also wants fluffy, light, low stakes, contemporary, no books with gaslighting, angst, and stressful situations. Okay, so I would suggest Jackie Lau. Everything Jackie Lau, but be warned, you will need snacks. You will need very specific snacks. What you might want to do is flip through the start of the book and see what foods they mention there. At least that way you'll be satisfied with whatever food is coming up next. But have snacks for the love of God, because they're all going to make you really hungry. I would also suggest um, Shelley Ellis, the dancing books. On point. On point. Yeah, is the first one. Those would be lovely contemporary romances as well. What else do you recommend? Um, I know this is not, (laughs) right? We were just talking about this, making recommendations that are not the thing. This is your anti nip. This is your anti nip. That sounds bad. That, that says so. If something is your anti nip, what is the opposite of catnip? My sushi. <laughs> <laughs> I like sushi. <laughs> I, don't like, I don't like seafood. Everybody. <laughs> this is my sushi. If something were this, is, either it's my mayo or my sushi. <laughs> the, two, the two ends of the Amanda's. You know, sometimes there's sushi with mayo in it. Just saying. Did you see that Elise found a beer that is supposed to pair with Duke's Mayo? I saw that. I don't know how I get my hands on it. Uh, the, the universe is is aligning itself to satisfy what you need between beer, mayonnaise, multipass. I mean, come on. The universe is aligning itself for you. I So my first thought was Al, Alice Clayton's Hudson Valley series oh that is a good um, choice small townish yeah i found them to be fucking hilarious um and the problems aren't super like high stakes or anything there's a, a heroine who loves cheese which speaks to me personally and has a crush on the like hunky dairy farmer at her local farmer's market as you do yeah so i really like those Shannon Stacy would probably be a good choice too. Oh, that is a good choice. Especially the ones that are set around um like uh da, 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 yours to keep, 
exclusively yours. Those were small family and the stakes were emotional. But a lot of Shannon Stacy's books um, rest on a uh, a conflict or a tension that is circumstantial. Like, for example, in one of her favorite stories, the tension is, I'm not supposed to, I'm not relocating here. I don't live here. I'm only house sitting. I'm only visiting. The, the circumstantial stakes are usually what drive the tension. It's not super angst and, and lots and lots of trauma. That's not what you're going to get. Yeah, I think I only had that one. I'm trying to think. No, that's Jackie a good has, one. That's plenty. Yeah, that's, that's the one I would suggest. I really like it. Um, there's three books. They can kind of be read however you want to read them. Yeah. Um, and I hope Alice Clayton comes back to romance soon. I, know. I miss her writing. So. so as someone who has been to grad school, yeah, do you have any <laughs> advice for Christina going back to school? It depends on what you're going to grad school for. We don't um, know what field. No, we do not know. Uh, for me personally, the education wasn't worth it, uh, but the networking was worth it. But then again, publishing is a very networking, social heavy industry. Oh yeah. Um, grad school, uh, pace yourself. First of all, um, I took on a lot in grad school. Like I had an internship, I had a a couple part-time jobs. I had class. Mm-hmm. Um, so give yourself some room to breathe with classes until you get a schedule down. And then if you're looking to add in other stuff, other commitments, sure. But yeah. I would say wait until you figure out the the workload, the time commitment, the social commitment. Like my classes were at night from 6 to 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. So no, hard no wasn't pleasant for four hours um after working all day after working on it yes so I would say you know give yourself a a couple weeks to settle into your grad school schedule because there's Um, there's a lot of messaging is oh you got to do this and you have to do this and you have to do this if you do this other thing you got to do this too and grad school is always wonky right when compared to standard like undergrad stuff Mm -hmm. and undergrad stuff is very structured Grad school is like, okay, well, how can we fit this stuff around our underground stuff? Um, so I, yeah, I would say give yourself some breathing room the first few weeks before, if you have any plans to add anything else, like an internship or a job or extracurricular stuff or whatever. Yeah. Um, that's my advice. My advice, which is just general advice that I give a lot of people is know your why. Why? Why are you doing this? What's the why? I'm doing this. Why am I doing this? Because you don't want to get into a point where you're completely exhausted and you don't know why you're doing any of the things that you're doing. Know your why. I mean, obviously you've chosen to make a massive change, go into a new field. Fuck yeah. That's awesome. So you clearly you're already familiar with I'm doing this. I feel like that's the scariest part. I feel like that the scariest part is over. Yeah. That's, that's the terrifying part. But as you add, like Amanda said, figuring out your schedule and adding stuff into it, knowing why. Like, what is the why behind this? Once you know your why, you can can figure out a lot of ways to make things work, but you have to know why you're doing them. Just yeah. because is very rarely a solid answer there. Especially when there's unless, money involved. Unless you're like me and you want to order fries. That's a perfectly good motivation <laughs> in and of itself. Have some, feel like cries, have some fries. <laughs> And cry while you fry. You I like. think I need to make that cross stitch. It's a really beautiful <laughs> shit post sampler. Feel like cries? Try some fries with a big corgi in the middle. It's the corgi that makes it. Feel like cries? 
have some fries. Not, not a happy little potato? No, because you're about to eat it. It wouldn't be happy. Well, that's true. <laughs> All right. We have a question from Malara. Malara! Malara! Malara, we've missed you. I know we haven't been streaming. Emma and the gang haven't been streaming either because she's moving. So we've missed you. We missed seeing you in the Twitch chat. Malara asks, favorite board game or card game or any form of tabletop entertainment? I love modern board games and my collection is overflowing my available shelf space. So I always like hearing about other people's picks. So I love a good tabletop card game because they're super portable. They're easy to to carry around. They're easy to understand. Sometimes I get overwhelmed with like tabletop RPGs and all of their rules. Um, So card games are a lot of fun. I like Flux. Flux is so much fun. You can play it with just two people and you just like have cards and in order to win, you have to meet this certain set of criteria. But you also have cards that can change the criteria in order to win the game. So the kind of rules to win are always changing. Yes. Um, Another card game I have is called, I think, is it Gloom? But the cards are really cool in that the top of the card is see-through. But the bottom part of the card with like the description or instructions is not. So as you're playing cards on top of each other, it like affects it. Like it changes the rules, but not like the character affecting the rules. Um, It's just like a really interestingly designed card game. Um, But I think there's different versions of Gloom as well. It's kind of got like an Adam's Family aesthetic, which I also like. Um, And you can also play with two people. I usually play with just one other person so my games are mainly focused on stuff I can play with another person I also have in terms of card games one called unstable unicorns Mm, that's a good one yeah so I've played that one and um exploding kittens which is done by the guy who runs the oatmeal if if you're familiar um but yeah, I, I'm more of a, a card game player than like a tabletop or board game player. All right. First of all, I just sent you a Kickstarter for yes, a did. new tabletop game. Okay. Their goal was $25,000. They have currently pledged, received pledges for $1.15 million. It's I'm looking called, at the art already and it speaks. Okay, so this me. came... From a subreddit that I follow called Dragons with Jobs, that is basically the art of this person. Their name is Sandara Tang, and they draw dragons with jobs. So the, I will link to this in the show notes, y'all. Never fear. Flame Craft is a tabletop game in a fantasy world with tiny artisan dragons, and the dragons need the dragons are needed by shopkeepers to create what they need to create. Amanda is just like beside herself. There's a right dragon now. named Hot Dog. Yes, there is a dragon named Hot Dog. One of the places that, where they work is Fogo de Char. <laughs> I I love Hot Dog the Dragon already. Yeah, this is this is made for you, right? Yes. Yes. Hot Dog the Dragon works at Fogo de Char. Yeah, there's a dragon called Venti. Coffee. Yeah. 
They're adorable. So there's a whole tabletop game Kickstarter for this for this world with tokens and people have played the game and said that it's amazing and it is it looks like it is made for you. It it looks fucking adorable. I love its whole aesthetic. Yep. And if you back through the Kickstarter uh you there's like limited stuff, like special stuff for you. As a kid. this game is going to be so popular, and it oh has pledged one point one five million dollars, and there's nine That's days left. Fucking amazing! Isn't that incredible? That's so, so great. This seems so perfect for you. Hello, everyone, and all the mammals are in my room begging. <laughs> okay, you get some food, and you can toss cat food at the dog. He'll just fart, but he'll fart downstairs, and I won't mind. As for me, with Malara's question. My older child has come back from sleepaway camp with a fucking PhD in flux. Like he asked us for adventure time flux, which is out of print and on available online for many, many dollars. So as a backup choice, he wanted Cthulhu flux and he is so into it. I think he played nine to 10 hours of flux a week with all of the kids in his bunk at one point at camp. They had a positive COVID test in their bunk group. And so they had to isolate. So it was just him and his bunkmates playing cards and hanging out all day, which is basically what they want to do anyway. They're, they're teenagers. Okay, back, back to the Kickstarter. Yeah. One of the gifts is a plush of hot dog. Yeah. Okay, this, I'm, I have to. <laughs> I have to. Wait, which level is that? Is that the flame keeper? I don't know. It says... You can get the bread dragon or the hot dog dragon, the meat dragon. Um, I think it might be an add-on. I'm not sure, but I'm going to have to do that. Hot dog the dragon? I need hot dog. Hot dog the dragon, right? Yeah, Yeah. totally. Okay, sorry. Continue with your your son's quest for Flux. He has played a lot of Flux at camp and came home and tried to play Flux with us, and we were terrible combatants. We were very bad at it. However, I do love it like you do because the rules always change. It's never the same game. And it's quick. Oh, it's it very like goes quick. by quickly. It's very quick. I also love games that let you be snarky and clever, like Cards Against Humanity with my family, especially with some oh, of the expansion packs we have, yeah, yeah. is really, really fun. We played a lot of Cards Against Humanity at the beginning of the pandemic. I had a friend who had the the 90s expansion oh, for Cards Against Humanity. It was very good. That's delicious. Yeah. I also like, um, I bought Adam a copy of Monty Python Flux. Oh, I didn't Which is really fun. Really, really silly. A lot of performance aspects in that game, which make it very enjoyable. But the thing that I think makes a really good card game is how snarky or silly or clever you are while you play it and whether or not it gets better if you drink. I mean, obviously it's the adults in my house drinking. And sometimes like, Cards Against Humanity is all about pandering. Oh, right? absolutely. All and they about are pandering, <laughs> pandering to the judge. Absolutely. No question. You yeah. got to do the pandering. Yeah. It's like uh, it's like playing Jackbox games. You want to do the callback and make everyone who's watching. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's all about the callbacks. You are entranced by this Flamecraft game, aren't you? Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm like, how do I get the, the dragon? <laughs> the role of Sarah will be played by Amanda today. How do I get the hot dog dragon? <laughs> Tell me your secrets. <laughs> I am so excited for this game, but I'm also excited that this, the Kickstarter has done so well. 
It is adorable. It is I so- like broke down the percentages of like how many tabletop projects reach this level of, of backing. That is, that would be a really interesting question. They did. They broke it down in their like updates or whatever. Wow. I think this is going to be such a successful game. And I think we're going to have like so much of you meet dragon plushie. I know. I think it's an add-on. So I think like after it goes through, you can like choose to add. Yep. Add hot dog. There's hot dog and bread. You can get the bread dragon. Oh, I love the bread dragon. So many dragons. Also, I love that they've got made such an effort to make it available to people in other countries. It's adorable. And like to single players, they're like, we didn't originally plan to do a solo version, but so many of you asked that they've figured it out. That they've developed a solo version. Good designers are good designers. Oh. All right. So last question for you. Yes. What books you want to tell people about or things that you've been reading or seeing or doing? So I've been playing Boyfriend Dungeon. How do you like it? I like it. Tara and I have been talking a lot about it and we have a, a post that we're working on for Boyfriend Dungeon. Yes. Um, I really enjoyed it. There was one Saturday where it just like I played it straight and I think Tara beat beat it in one day. Wow. She like, over eight hours and beat it. And I think she's going through again to like test out some other things with it. Um, so I'm excited to to talk to her about it. I'm trying to think. Um I've been just playing a lot of games. So Diablo 2 is an old, an older game that is getting re-released. And they have a free beta, which is like the first two acts. And one of my like Warcraft Guild members and I just hung out yesterday and played the Diablo 2 beta together um, for a couple hours. And it was like really fun, especially because like um I was getting slapped in the face a lot and dying. Um <laughs> and you know, he Sounds like wasn't. me playing Witcher. Save a lot because you die yeah. a lot. So it was a lot of fun playing through the the first couple acts. Um, I'm trying to think. I just picked up some books from the library, and there's one that I'm very excited to start. It's called a uh, A Master of Gin, D G I N N, by P. Jelly Clark. Um, it was amazing. His novellas have been so good, so I'm excited for his first like full length, and it's set in. 1912 Cairo. Um, it's fantasy. There's this agent, uh, her name's Fatma, and she's the youngest woman to work at this like secret agency of like artifacts and whatever. And like, this ancient brotherhood gets um like disappears or gets like murdered in a day, and she's selected to investigate. But she's a she's got like a snarky girlfriend, and Fatma is kind of like yeah I guess I'll take this like I've already saved the world once and you know everyone kind of shits on me because I'm young and a woman but sure I'll save your asses again I guess (laughs) um that's the vibe I'm getting and so I'm excited to start I just picked it up from the library on Thursday so that's what I've got awesome from my podcast episode with Laura from the short game I have been reading Creme de la Creme, the sort of choose your own adventure interactive story. It is deeply, deeply enjoyable. I love it Mm -hmm. a lot. And it's, there's so much to do. Like you can start over and go in a completely different direction. I am trying very hard to avoid the developer's diary where she talks about the different romances. Oh. Um, Because I, 
I don't want to read the developer's diary because I don't want to spoil some of the romances for myself. Yeah. But they're all so good. Oh, it's really Is it on like, is it on Steam? It is on Steam. It is okay. available in a lot of places. And if, and because I was just wanting to read something, it's a little, I've been reading it on my phone browser. It's super, super easy. To it's text-based, right? It's all text. Yeah. No images. It's okay. just text, which was, which was exactly what my brain wanted. But I also, let me open up my reading spreadsheet so I get the title correct. Uh, I'm about to start some of the fall witch books. There are so many. Yeah, so. We have a whole post about um, them. Get ready. Yes, we do. We do have a whole post about. The minute we see a witch, a new witch book, we write it down and the list is long now. Everyone's getting witches this, this fall, whether you wanted them or not. More witches for everybody. Yay. But I have read. I read Breaking Badger by Shelley Laurenston, which was both enjoyable and completely off the wall and very, very packed with pot to a point where I was like, what yeah. even is the pot anymore? I don't understand where the pot went. Where did it go? I also read Her Big City Neighbor by Jackie Lau, which was super adorable and delicious and lots of food porn. All of her books are like that. I'm curious about um, her first like trade published one coming out. I know. Oh, donuts. Yeah. Donuts. Yeah. It's about donuts. The, I feel like donuts are having a moment because there's another one coming out called The Donut Trap. Yep. Big Julie Two. Donuts um, are having a moment. Yeah. So I think we're. I love when donuts have a that, moment. We're on that donut trend. I'm, a, I'm loving donut trends. <laughs> I'm in the works of planning in a, a romance event for an upcoming romance that I'm excited about. Um, a Certain Appeal by Vanessa King. It's like a Pride and Prejudice retelling, but set in like the burlesque scene. Um, yeah, so I'm in the middle of planning that for the beginning of November and the Women in Horror panel. So our second annual Women in Horror panel. Super pumped. Are these think, both virtual? Uh, Are you these going to be virtual or in person? Virtual, yeah. And I think, so one of the witch books that we're mentioning, Cackle by Rachel Harrison. I think we're going to have her on the Women in Horror panel. Ooh, awesome. Yeah. So just excited to plan some events that I would attend if I were a reader. Well, I mean, that's the whole point of planning a gathering, right? You want to plan the kind of gathering that you want to attend. Yeah. But other than that, just playing video games, taking naps. Got a tropical storm coming today. So sounds 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 like like you need to stay inside. Like every other day for oh, the past Oh, what a hardship. Months. I know, right? It's only the past 18 <laughs> months of nonstop staying inside. <sighs> yeah. And that brings us to the end of this week's episode. Thank you to Amanda for hanging out with me. And thank you to Malara and Christina and Tara for the questions. I love doing the Ask Us Anything episodes. And I love having the podcast questions from the Patreon. So if you're interested in joining us for the next round... Have a look at patreon.com slash bitches. Heads up to my fellow menstruating humans. I have some frank body talk and a nifty new thing to tell you about. This episode is brought to you in part by FlexFit, a better way to have a period. If you're like me, making sure you have menstrual supplies can be a little bit of an anxious chore. But if you want a period product that looks out for your body, your lifestyle, and the planet, you've got to try Flex. Flex is innovating period care with products that are body safe, made for comfort, and made to keep you moving, and they have options. There's the Flex Disc, 
which is a one-time use menstrual disc that fits perfectly inside your body. And if you want to go zero waste and have the planet love you even more, pick up the Flex Cup, which is a reusable menstrual cup that Cosmo rated number one. The patented pull tab makes the Flex Cup the only cup on the market that removes like a tampon. It's so easy. You already know how to use it. It is disability friendly. It is made with beginners in mind. It is velvety soft, completely body safe, and it will last for years. I am so excited to have a reusable product that works for me. My favorite part of the Flex experience are the helpful videos, in-depth diagrams, gift sets, and Flexperts available to walk you through the entire process. You will never go back to products from the past once you try Flex. So say goodbye to cramps and lend Mother Nature a hand. Go to flexfits.com slash Sarah and use code Sarah for 20% off Flex Disc Starter Kits or 10% off your first Flex Cup plus free U.S. shipping. That's code Sarah, S-A-R-A-H, at flex, F-L-E-X, fits.com slash Sarah. I will have links to all of the books that we talked about in this episode, and I have an email from Read Knit Snark, including this week's terrible joke. Read Knit Snark says, love the podcast. I've been listening since you were in one ear and Jane was in the other. You're doing an awesome job. Considering that I have no longer split the audio poorly, I'm really relieved to hear that. This is the best dad joke ever. I heard it on very Serious Crafts podcast season two. You might like it. There's cross-stitch, other crafts, rabbit holes, and the train of shame. Thanks for all the entertainment and for keeping on in the quarantines. Are you ready for this joke, y'all? This joke is wonderful. Thank you, Reading It Snark. <clears throat> serious podcaster voice. What do you call a dad joke that's told by someone who's not a dad? <gasps> Scandal. What do you call a dad joke that's told by someone who's not a dad? A faux pas. <laughs> I, I love it. It's so very, very bad. <laughs> Thank you, Reading It Snark. If you would like to be in the mailbag or you want to send me a bad joke, you can always send me an email at sbjpodcast at gmail.com. I do love hearing from you. On behalf of everyone here, we wish you the very best of reading. Have a great weekend and we'll be back here next week. Smart Podcast Trashy Books is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. You can find more outstanding podcasts to subscribe to at frolic.media slash podcasts.